Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you think you can solve any problem by turning your computer off and on. Hey man, is something wrong with your laptop? Nah, I just need to turn it off and on. It's no problem. It's smoking. Yeah, that just means it needs to reboot. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. And now it's on fire. Happens all the time. It's all good. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. <laughs> the GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotist. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a race horse. Pull me like a ripcord. Break me down and build me up. I wanna be the slip, slip. Word upon your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever it takes. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. My co-host, as always, is DJ Sugar Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Been uh, tired as hell. By the time I lay down and go to bed tonight, I'll be going 18 hours straight. 18 hours? Yeah. Why you, what, what have you been doing for 18 hours? Well, I got up at 6 o'clock this morning. Then, uh... Having to get ready, going for doing shit, give the kids breakfast, get them off to going where they had to go. Then I had to go to work. Then I had to go pick Christina up. Then I had to go pick they had to go pick kids up, go get dinner, get home. I've just been going all day. So, yeah. I'm off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's going to be well-deserved and well-earned. Well-deserved and well-earned. Very, very not good. Trying to, not trying to pat myself on the back. Just saying. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, just let everyone know that uh, this is the, the uh, Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. You can find us on Twitter, and we are at Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. At Sweet Truth Radio, you can uh, live tweet us while we're on. Um, and, of course, you can tweet us anytime with comments or story suggestions or what have you. The live link to our podcast is in the bio of our uh, Sweet Truth Twitter page. And, of course, the, uh, the past episode directory is there. You can check out any of our past episodes. It's all right there at Sweet Truth Radio, and uh, we'd be glad to hear from you. Also, if you happen to be listening to our podcast on the Spreaker app, you can uh, make comments and uh, chat with us. Now, I don't, I don't uh, do that. Uh, we're actually in two different locations. I'm in Canton, uh, 
Sugar Shane is in um, Cuyahoga Falls, technically, Akron. Where yeah. are you? Yeah, okay. I'm technically in the falls. And technically in the falls, okay. And um, his uh, uh, open end is with Spreaker. Okay, I'm actually talking to him via Skype. So uh, if you want to uh, 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 chat with us uh, with Sugar Shane, you can certainly do that if you have the Spreaker app. Okay, um, I know that there has been a lot said um, about the uh, gun situation since the horrible shooting last week down in Florida. And I'm really not going to speak directly about the gun debate itself, but it has any number of interesting offshoots, I have noticed. And I'm going to get into that a little bit and uh, some other little stories of the day. A lot is being debated about what causes some of these shootings. And and I used to be one of those people that uh, – and we spoke last Thursday. We talked a lot about uh, the, the social media. And how a lot of young people now, in my opinion, are creating little bubbles for themselves, little false realities about their acceptance and about their view of the world and uh, their inability to communicate and relate to people uh, face to face. If they got 1,500 friends, they're the shit, that type thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, they hashtag something that they want to be a reality. You know, happy world, hashtag happy yeah, world. Oh, God damn. And uh, they expect it to happen because it was hashtagged and it got, uh, you know, 300 likes or what have you. So um, I, I won't go into that again, I, although I, I do believe that is a key component to this. Now, we kind of touched on this in the past before um, in regard to I, I noticed that all the people that are, are video game fans always say, oh, there's study after study that says the video games don't have anything to do with it. And uh, people who like violent movies, and I'm one of them, uh, they say, like, oh, you know, violent movies don't have nothing to do with it. No, not at all. Of course, somebody dressed like the Joker went into a movie theater and shot the place up, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we could go on with this. Um, I know the uh, hip-hop community, and I'm not saying that all hip-hop um, has violent images, but there's a certain amount of it where you have guns pointed at the camera on the record label and in the videos and everything else. And they all say that that really doesn't have anything to do with it. That's art imitating life and and, and on and on down the road. But I'm going to tell you that it is a component. You know, these debates and these discussions that we get into about, uh, well, it's this or that. Well, that don't have anything to do with it. It's all this. Well, usually in those debates, it's a little bit of everything. And you're living in a fantasy land if if you believe that we do not live in a society that glorifies violence. You're absolutely oh, yeah, living it's all over you're, the media. You're absolutely living in a fantasy land. Um, and I and, and in regard to music, here's my point about this, and and, and you can give your opinion about this, Shane. But here, here's my opinion about music in, in, in particular. 
if you take a violent figure um, and they become a star, that is a real tangible thing. That's not like Scarface. Right. Okay, that's not like Al Pacino playing a character. That is somebody that these young people want to emulate. And I'll tell you how I know that uh, this is a powerful thing because, and I don't get this, I, I don't hear this often enough. But I came of age in an era when rock stars were really glorified. I mean, they're glorified today, but they were really glorified when I was young. And um, as I as I went to school and I started getting out into um, the workforce, I was very heavily involved in in sound uh, equipment, uh, audio production. Uh, I was, you know, getting into radio and and uh, all these other things, and I was very much around that rock and roll community, very much around it. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, Shane, I was on the ground floor for what I'm about to say. This isn't a theory, okay? Right. I, I'm th- this is I, I'm going to tell you for 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 certain. That I was on the ground floor for this. There were many young men who got the idea in their head that being able to survive a night of drug and alcohol binging was a sign of strength, was a sign of your manhood. Oh, yeah. That hadn't been that long ago. And you cannot tell me. You absolutely cannot tell me that that wasn't a factor in a lot of young men and in women too derailing their lives. Yeah, I think it had a factor in derailing their lives. But when you, the people we're talking about, I think the people, just me personally, the people we're talking about that do the shooting like at Florida and the people that go in and shoot up a movie theater, people that just kill out of malicious, malicious murder. I don't know that any one thing triggers them. I think no. they I think they were born deranged. I think they are I don't think it matters what kind of raising element you would have put them in. They would have came out the same exact way. There's been plenty of cases where people have been serial killers that came from goddamn good homes and had good financial situations and all kinds of shit. And it's just because they were fucked up at birth somehow. Just a short a short of it. I don't know. Yeah. I can't understand all of it because we know so little about the brain. We know more about the heart than we do the brain. Yeah. I, 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 I here again, Shane. I, I don't dispute that, and I'm not. I'm not one for making excuses for people. I, I, I don't believe that I would ever excuse anybody for doing what they do based on what society is doing or what music is doing. I mean, you have to, you have to give the responsibility of knowing right from wrong to the individual. However, I I'm just saying, if you look at the grand picture of this, if you look at it as a thousand pieces of, of, of a puzzle, all right, there's no doubt in my mind that these influences are one little push in the wrong direction. All right. And, and I'm telling you, I, I knew a lot of young men that came from great homes, had great brothers and sisters who, who lived their life on the straight and narrow, and they got down that path of partying, and they were fueled by the idea that their heroes could survive a night of binging. Oh, wow. and, and you know what? And, 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 and 
I, I'm telling you, there's a part of me, I'm not going to mention his name, but when I see these, when I when they're on TV and all that, these aging rock stars um, who are walking around with slurred speech and a British accent, and everybody thinks it's funny, there's a part of me that doesn't. Because I know, I know that that has influenced a lot of people who didn't end up rich and famous with the slurred speech and the ruined lives and everything else. Right. Okay. And I, and I just wish that we struck a balance in terms of presenting these images to extremely young people. And a lot of that falls on the parents. Oh yeah. You know, if you're if you're letting your kid, what you know, seven or eight years old, play these violent video games with with heads exploding and everything else, I there's no, I, I don't care how many studies there are, I don't care how much of a soapbox you want to stand on, I, I, I don't care that, that what in, in what rational world is that a healthy thing to let happen? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I think it can get a little bit overboard. That's for damn sure. And. uh you know, uh, me personally, I wasn't around a lot of that. I did see my first horror movie when I was at a young age, probably. I was probably 10, maybe. Right, right, right. I and mean, I saw my first one. I actually went to the movie theater and saw Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. So, I mean, and that was at 13 years old. So, I mean, I did. Yeah. It, nothing, nothing ever triggered me to want to. Parts of movie or music or anything like that, which music I didn't listen to nothing too damn crazy anyway. I didn't right, listen to right, nothing right. be talking about hey let's hey let's worship them Satan and slay them or none of that kind of shit. We'd, that stuff I didn't I didn't listen to. But as far as TV, I did you know occasionally watched a horror movie. I wasn't a horror buff though. I wasn't a person. You, you got people out there. That's all they watch. Yeah. From night time to damn noon, I mean, it don't make a damn. If I got a chance to watch a movie, it's going to be a horror movie, and I never was that. Yeah. I, I, and, yet, and, I, and, and I guess in some way, you could see your side, because, I mean, I, you know, who in the hell knows? If you got that shit vexed, you know, doing that to you all the time, it could be almost be like a reverse, uh, or like torture. You know, when somebody tortures somebody, eventually they talk, well, here you are, got this stuff going in their brain, in their brain, in their brain, eventually they believe it. Well, I, I've noticed that young people are really desensitized to to violent imagery. I mean, uh, oh, it, they it don't give a shit, shit anymore. They don't oh give no, a fuck. I mean, you, you can watch somebody get their throat slit and just keep right on talking like it's not even. It's not even. Yeah, you know. like I like I've said before, you look at the horror movies of the 1930s and look at the horror movies of the day. They made one like they did in the 1930s today. They would nobody even go to it. Wouldn't nobody be scared of it. Yeah. Back then, that scared the shit out of people. Yeah. Now, you wouldn't get a fucking response. They wouldn't even make it to the box office. Yeah. Because you're right. I mean, people watch somebody get their brains blown all over the back of some wall. They're just like they're eating their popcorn. Don't give a fuck. Well, I'll tell you what. Even uh, even the real stuff. You know, some of the videos that uh, that happen during these violent things that are shot on cell phones and all that, oh, yeah. they're passed they're passed around on the internet like a, like they were entertainment. Yeah, I've noticed that. I can't even look at those videos. I notice I start watching, and I see like scenes of people running out of schools and shit. I top it. I can't even look at it. Yeah. 
And uh, as another little piece of the puzzle, I would say this. And and, and I, I, I get criticized when I go down this road because people start picking on me with the political correctness and, and, and these other things. But the fact of the matter is, is there are no absolutes. And when I say this here again, this is part of the puzzle. This is the only thing that's happening, but it's part of the part of the problem. Somebody pointed out, I noticed an article online the other uh, within the last day or so that uh, th- these youth things are, are are most exclusively committed by boys. Yeah. And um, I have a little theory as to why that is. Now, now follow me on this. Um, and this is my own observation. I, uh, I ran across a, a, a documentary a couple years ago. And it was about a uh, a tribe in Africa. And uh, when the boys got to be like five or six or seven years old or something like that, they they couldn't hang around the women anymore. They couldn't help the women. They couldn't uh, stay in the hut with the women. They couldn't do anything. I mean, they could say hi to them or whatever, but they, they, they could not participate in any events with the women. They had to stay exclusively with the men. You know, I had to go out on hunting trips and and then do all the, the the quote unquote men things. You know, right? And and that's the thing in our today in, in today's society. Well, what are men things? What are girl things? And you have to go down this whole road of, of political correctness. But what I'm getting at here is that mothers, by and large, do not make good warriors. And I just don't mean warriors on the battlefield, but warriors in life. Right. And we have a situation where, in, in many cases, the the father is completely absent. He's physically not there. Right. Or if he is there, um, he has been, in fact, become softened by our society. Men can't be do can't do men things anymore. You know, um, uh, the, it used to be back in the day when 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 uh, a mother said to their to the to their son, "You wait until your father gets home." That meant something. Okay, today the kid looks at his mom and says, "So what?" Yeah, I may just come in with a six pack. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, the the, the I, I'm a believer that boys in particular do not do well with too much mothering. Boys need a kick in the ass from oh, a strong yeah. man. Okay, and I, I've known I, I've known a lot of women, and I've talked to them about this. Uh, a lot of single mothers have told me they've incorporated their brothers and other people into their sons' lives, or, or they've got them, uh, you know, big brothers, and so on because they know this. All right, um, I, I don't know that this is really that controversial of a statement, but. Um, I, I've listened to a lot of these uh, uh, videos online uh, from millennials in particular talking about uh, the things that they have going on in their lives. And, and nobody likes me at school and I don't feel accepted. And, you know, I, I, I just don't know if I fit in. You know, th- that, that kind of stuff, that, that kind of stuff there, you know, you, you say to yourself, where's the, where's the father at in your life kicking his ass? Yeah, I don't uh, want to get up and say, "Don't worry about it, man." It don't make a damn what people think. Uh, you know, and um, I, I know, and, and this all ties into the, the the drug epidemic and everything else. And here again, this isn't the only problem, but it, it, it's a piece of the picture. 
parents are are so worried now about you know making sure their their kids understand their, why they're why they're doing what they're doing and why they have to. This is why we we worry about you, honey, and this, and and they understand well, they want to understand their kids' feelings and make sure the kids understand their feelings, and they have to explain. Uh, disciplinary things to make sure they understand that they're not getting picked on. You know, you know, here's the thing. Okay. You're dealing with 11, 12, 13, 14 year old kids. Their brains have another 10 years of development to go. Okay. And their opinion about things, and I'm not talking about being, being uh, an authoritarian 24 hours a day. I, I mean, obviously, you want to talk to your kids and make sure that they can come to you with their problems and get compassion and all that. That's not where I'm going with this. But when push comes to shove on an important issue, their opinion doesn't matter. Okay, their privacy doesn't matter. As long as you're paying for your child's cell phone and you're paying for their Internet yeah. until they can do those things on themselves, they're not entitled to any of that. No. You know, your son starts to, your daughter starts to go those off the privileges. rails. You, those things start to – your son or your daughter starts to go off the rails. You don't have to explain to them why you're taking it away from them. You just do it. Yeah. You know, that's it. Those you do what gone, you, brother. You do what you got to do to get your kid on the straight and narrow. Those days are gone. You got you do that too much nowadays, and they call the social services. They'll be knocking on your fucking door. Yeah. Well, I, I – boy, I'm telling you, I, I – I, I I really have a hard time with hearing. I really feel, in a lot of ways, a lot of parents these days are loving their kids to death. Oh yeah, they are loving their kids to death. Well, you got parents I, nowadays. Teachers can call, tell them a call. Oh, I know. I know. It's something. And the damn parents will be like, "That ain't my kid. I know that shit wouldn't happen." I'm like, you oh, yeah. fucking stupid, retarded motherfucker. Don't yeah. you know your kids are just as guilty as any other fucking kids out there? They and, ain't and a saints. Lot, and, and a lot of these kids are actually quite sinister. They manipulate their parents with that stuff. They got their parents. Oh, yeah. Oh. I did it back in the day. I'm not going to lie about it, especially during middle school. Yeah, well, my parents knew I was rotten, but that's beside, <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> um. I, I, I you know I was lucky in that I went through that spell young, and about the time I get into high school, I straightened out. Um, but I, I went through a real mischievous period when I was extremely young, and here again, I had a dad I was afraid of. And I've told this story before. I got, I got in trouble one time for setting my bike on fire and and driving it over a ramp. Uh, the, the the neighbors called the police and all this. And I, I every everybody. Everybody was sure I was going to get beat for that because my dad was nuts. My dad was too much of a good thing. Oh. And uh, uh, I, I can still remember the chills that he sent down my spine. He he sat me down. He put his hand on my shoulder. My dad was nothing to mess around with, man. Combat veteran. He grew up on the streets as an orphan, street fighting for money. I mean, this guy was nothing wow. to mess around with. He was probably and, a badass. Uh, and he, when, very, you're an orphan, when you're an orphan and got to fight for money, because that's what Roddy Piper was. That's how he started out the exact same yeah. way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and uh, they're not cool, uh, but yeah. You know and, I mean. and I, 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 when I talk about my dad, I always qualify. Overall, he was a good father. My dad had anger issues for sure, and he never hit me or my mom. But he was a very violent guy. Um, you never sure what was going to happen when he was out in public. Um, and he wasn't a bully, but man, you didn't you didn't want to you didn't want to screw around with him. 
But anyway, he. Uh, w- with that being said, like my dad, my, like I said, my dad was a person that a lot of people wouldn't come to my house because they were afraid of my dad. And um, maybe too much of a good thing. But nonetheless, he sat me down after that incident. And I can still feel the chill that went down my, my, my spine when he did this. He says, son, he says, uh, you're pretty good in school and you listen to your parents pretty good. And this is the type of thing that boys do. And I'm not going to say too much about this, but I'm telling you right now. And he looked at me with that blank stare that he always did. And he said, you get involved with drugs and that's going to be the end of you. And my dad meant it. Mm. I, I mean, that that um, he would have killed me and, and gone to jail. He really would have. Wow. And and um, as as strong as that makes <laughs> As strong as that may sound, <laughs> he wasn't a gangster, was he? Uh, <laughs> no it sounds, I'm not being mean. I'm not. I'm not being mean, but it does sound like that kind of a thing, man. When you yeah. talk about it, it sounds just like how you envision a gangster <laughs> raising his family. Because I mean, I could just see Tony telling his son that I will kick it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as as strong as that may sound, uh, knowing what some of his friends went through, and, and you got to keep in mind that I was born late in life. My, my dad was an older dad. A lot of his friends had uh, kids that were just off the rails by the time I was go- I was starting high school. I mean, they were just off the rails. And he always, he always, t- he I always heard him say, "I'd never put up with that with my kid." And I, I knew he wasn't he wasn't full, but he meant it. And uh, I know that if I ever started going down that path of getting arrested with drugs and all that kind of stuff, he, he, I mean, that would have been the end. He'd, he'd have told the police, just keep them there. And, uh, and, and I, I got to tell you that as strong as that may sound, that to a very high degree kept me on the straight and narrow. It really did. I, I'm telling you that I always knew that that line was there. And um, I always tried to make an effort as much as possible. Drugs was very prevalent in every in in my community where I went to school and everything. I went to a uh, you know a city school, big city school, and all that. Uh, drugs were very prevalent, um, and I I couldn't avoid them a hundred percent. But I tell you, I never went to parties or anything like that where I knew there was going to be heavy drug use because I know if I got busted there, man, I was going to be in deep shit with my old man. And uh, I can't believe that that didn't have a positive influence on me. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is, is kids do not have parents like that anymore. They, they don't have those kinds of parents anymore. No, they don't. And all, all that factors into everything that we're talking about here, whether it's the drug use or whether it's the out-of-control kids or the kids that can't face reality – too much internet, too much social media, on and on down the line. Um, I, I just uh, there's just a lot going wrong in our society. So yeah, I, I see kids at Walmart with their parents to be defending them when they do wrong. I mean, damn shopkeepers yeah. say something to them, and, oh, they'll def- and they'll be defending the damn kid. Well, you ought to put a sign up then. Well, I didn't know your two year old could read so well. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting that. So anyway, um, there's this thing here. Uh, I'll throw this out there and get your opinion on this. Trump has 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 thrown the idea out there of arming teachers, putting uh, allowing them to carry guns. Right. 
And here again, everybody presumes that this is some sort of a would be some sort of a mandate. And I, I don't know that anybody is saying that arming teachers and making them carry guns is the proposal. But for those that want to. OK, um, there are there are programs in various states that uh, give advanced training, very similar to uh, what uh, cadets, uh, police officers go through um, and, uh, you know, give them some training and some other things so that they have the option. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um you know, I, the, 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 the one thing, here's the thing. When you, when you listen to the pro-gun people versus the anti-gun people, they both have good points, but they won't acknowledge them to each other. You know? Right. It's always going to be a fight. Yeah, there, there's always these, uh, you know, the, these polarized positions that uh, won't allow for any crossover. But um, the, I do agree with the pro-gun people when they talk about these quote-unquote gun-free zones. They're basically telling somebody, you're not going to have any resistance here. You know, that, that, that's the thing that I, 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 I don't quite grasp. You know, we're not going to allow any guns here. So all the law-abiding people in this square are not going to have a gun. And that's basically telling them, you can go in there. With explosives or whatever else, and these people are not going to have a way to stop you. Yeah. And uh, I, so I, I don't necessarily have a problem with uh, uh, teachers being armed. Uh, that 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 this one that that one story of that coach down there in in Florida who tried to hold the door shut and and got shot. Uh, he got killed protecting his students. That is just so heartbreaking. And and I know a lot of people have pointed out. I don't know if he would have wanted one or not, but if he would have had one, um, you know, the, at least he, you 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 can choose your fate to more of a degree. It doesn't mean right. you're, you're not you're going to come out alive. Um, and while we're on the subject too, I like asshole with you though. As uh, as uh. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the subject, I, I, and I, I and, and I feel bad for the guy. It uh, there was a security guy down there. He was I'm not sure if he was part of the local sheriff's department or what, but they found on the uh, on the footage on the on the camera footage that um, after the shooting started, he held his position outside of that hall for four minutes until the rest of the police arrived and did not go in. And he has been asked to re, uh, he he took an early retirement as opposed to taking a disciplinary action. Wow! Uh, I, I, you never know what you're going to do in that situation. I, I I'm not too quick to criticize these people, but yeah, I I, I got to tell you, Shane, it would be very hard for me to listen to those people screaming for their lives and hearing those ex, those gunshots go off for four minutes with a gun in my hand and not do anything. Oh hell no! I, there ain't no way. To me, that could. To me, that would be harder than going. You know, I might have to take a moment, and I might hes—I might have hesitated for a second. I might have had to take well, yeah, a. Yeah, that's work. natural. That's natural. That's a human reaction. 
you know, come to grips with what I had to face before I went in there. But to just to hang out there for four minutes and listen to those people beg for help and get get shot to death. I I, I mean, I couldn't. And he, it, it, I don't know what happened in there, but my uh, my uh, my feeling is, is that gunman would not have expected he would be focused on the kids he was shooting. You would have had an advantage. You would have been at least been able to get the drop on him. Um, uh, he wouldn't have expected somebody else with a gun to be coming at him. So, um, I, 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 I don't know here again that I could have done that. Um, but it, it's very hard to, it, it's very hard to judge somebody in that situation. Yeah, because you never been in those shoes. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I could do that. I'm sure this is going to torture him for the rest of his life. Oh yeah, no doubt. He'll hear those screams in his sleep. Yeah. He'll have nightmares of those people hollering help. Now, I ain't trying to be down. I'm not trying to get anybody in a down mood, but that's just the truth. It'll yeah. haunt him. Um, but th- there is a lot that went wrong down there. I mean, I mean, between, uh, you know, the warning signs being ignored and, and the other things, there's just a lot that went on down there. Now, one of the things that uh, Trump has has proposed or has said he would go along with, and I don't have a problem with this either. And then here again, everybody knows I'm I'm a I'm a gun person. I'm not one of these enthusiasts. I'm not out there shooting every weekend, but yeah, I, I have I've shot in competition before. I I've qualified for a number of different things. Um, I uh, I was one of the early people 10 years or so ago to qualify in Ohio. And that's that was when I went through it, the FBI got, did the background check, but I, I got the license to carry and all this. So I consider myself a, a, a second amendment person for sure, but I don't have a problem with raising the age to which you can buy an AR 15 to 21. I, I mean, is that really that un- unreasonable that somebody who can't buy a drink Somebody who can't do any uh, a number of other things until they are twenty one can buy a, an AR fifteen. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I don't... assault rifles. I, I, I'm I'm in that group that believes there's no reason for a U.S. citizen that's not military or a cop to have or some kind of government agency like FBI or whatever to ha- uh, have a assault rifle. There's no fucking yeah. reason for it. There's no reason somebody can tell me, hey, what you got that AK-47 for? I'm going hunting. Yeah, what the fuck? You ain't going to have nothing left. You don't hunt with an AK-47. Yeah. There's no reason. Here again, I'm not going to get into a real heavy debate on this. Um, In in essence, I hear what you're saying. I wouldn't have a problem here again with specialized training and a special license for one. Uh, that would and, be a – if anything, that would be the next best thing, I'll say. Um, At least do that. I, and, you know, because the argument's always going to be you never know what you're going to go up against. Uh, I, I've known a lot of people – God damn, to, you go up against something about that, you must be the member of the drug cartel. <laughs> uh, I, you, you know what? People that talk like that let – me, let, me, let me tell you something, Shane. Uh, people that were out in Los Angeles back during the riots when the police said, hey, see you later. You're on your own. Well, yeah, pretty much. That's what they did. They were out at the gun stores buying guns. All those people that talk like that, they were all out there buying guns. Okay. And you you never know when when civil authorities are going to have their hands full. 
And I don't necessarily here again. I I don't have a problem with people being properly vetted, properly licensed, doing what they need to do. Uh, but this easy access uh, is a is an issue. This is a uh, this is a problem. Um, and and I've said from the very beginning. I don't know that over the counter sales need to be restricted too much more. But uh, a lot of these. Uh, uh, loopholes in regard to gun trafficking and how the, the guns are distributed uh, probably needs a tighter control uh, right. because there's a lot of people who, who are not going through any type of licensing, any type of vetting or anything else buying very high-powered guns. No. Um, and, and, and I'm all for people who, who abuse – my gun control would be this. My whole thing with um, uh, uh, gun control is hitting heavily people who abuse their rights. If you uh, commit a crime, if you let's say, for example, you commit a robbery, that's one sentence that you're eligible for. You commit a robbery with a gun, you can get worse. You can get double time. I don't have a problem with that at all. And I don't have a problem with you illegally selling guns. You know, you're you're selling guns out of out of the trunk of your car in in a back alley somewhere. I don't have a problem with you getting a stiff sentence. Okay, that's the type of gun control that I am for. One hundred percent. I'm going I want to go after the bad guys. And that's something that we that that's the one issue with gun control that I'm kind of squeamish on, because we have a tendency to go after bad things, not bad people. Well, here's what people don't understand. If you took, let's say by some miracle they outlawed and they took it out of the amendments that we don't have the right to bear arms and they took all arms away, you would have the greatest rise of organized crime in this country probably since the prohibition of fucking alcohol. Yeah. If you do not think the mob will sell guns and make a profit, you're fucking stupid. And that's the best way yeah, I know but, to put uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they do it's it not, now. Yeah, yeah they the do street it now. Criminals, a lot of street criminals make a, a good living selling illegal firearms. That, that and there's absolutely no question. We're not talking about mass killers here. That that's a different category. But oh yeah. But 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 as far as the vast majority of street crime that's committed with firearms uh, with criminals is committed with guns that were obtained illegally. Nobody disputes that. Right. Nobody disputes that. Yeah, you can't sit there. That's why it always gets me. Is when one killing comes out, they think everybody's gotten these guns legally. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Most of the times, these guns are not gotten legally. Yeah, although in these mass killings, though, that's not necessarily the case. A lot of these No, kids those are, are. Yeah, a lot of yeah. those are getting it from the parents yeah. and shit. But that's a whole different breed of killing right there, man. You can't even yeah. compare mass, no, it's not. Killing, mass shooter killings to a, like an armed robbery at a fucking gas station. That's like damn. That's like apples and oranges. That's a completely different thing. You're right. Yeah, we're talking about a sadistic sick fuck. And I'm gonna tell you now. I had somebody tell me the other day. I wanted to share this real quick. They told me they thought that they, somebody might try to get him off on temporary insanity. I said, I'll tell you this. I said, if they get him off on temporary insanity, his prosecution's got to be the worst prosecution of a trial I've ever seen since fucking O.J. Simpson's prosecution. Prosecution. Yeah. There's already, already a lot of evidence that he was planning this, that he was... Well, never- yeah, he was planning it. And then when yeah. it was done, he told the people that was raising him 
after his parent, after his mom died, that he was sorry. That shows right there he knew he was doing fucking wrong. So as he's yeah. done, he says, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for if you don't think you're doing anything wrong? A person that's crazy wouldn't think you're doing nothing fucking wrong. Yeah. Right there blows your temporary insanity plea right out the fucking water. So, hell, if he gets it, I tell you what, that's got to be a terrible-ass prosecutor. I hope he, he, he's going to get tried as an adult, surely. Yeah. Got to be. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I would I think I, if there it, isn't somebody that's eligible for the death penalty and, and that son of a bitch, I don't know who is. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a fuck. It was, and you know, there's people out there got remorse for that fucker. I'm like, I ain't got no remorse for that piece of shit. None yeah. whatsoever. I don't give a fuck what a bully does to you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not backing bullying. These bullies out here, if that was the case, I don't even know if this was part of the case. Because uh, from what I hear, I haven't heard anything like that. But I'm just saying I'm not backing bullies. But there ain't no bullying. No uh, people shunning you at school and shit worth enough to go in and take a gun and kill 17 fucking people. Yeah. They ain't none of that. Get you talk to your parents or whoever you got to talk to. Get you some homeschooling. Get out of the fucking school. But you ain't got to go shoot no fucking body. Yeah. Have you um, heard about uh, what happened here in my, in my neck of the woods down in Canton over the last few days? Uh, that's a, th- I haven't been able to get a whole lot of details about that. Um, in the Jackson Middle School, where um, uh, they found that, uh, that uh, young man uh, shot, apparently, in a, in a lavatory. And um, I, I, from what I've been able to gather, I, 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 I don't have, like I said, the facts on this have been very tight. Uh, but it was a, a 22, and I've heard just, uh, conflicting things on whether what uh, on whether it was a rifle or what it was. Um, and they haven't been able to, they haven't announced their findings yet on whether he accidentally shot himself or if he committed suicide. Uh, but he did die. Um, he was I, the last time we talked about this. He was in the hospital with an undisclosed condition. I mean, as far as his status, how serious it was. But apparently, he did die. Damn. Um, and I, that's a real strange one there. Yeah. Um, and I'm. This is pure speculation on my part. I have no idea what happened down there, but uh, uh, if it indeed it was a rifle. Um, that's an awkward way to shoot yourself. Um, you know, uh, it can be done naturally, but, uh, you know, obviously you, you have to set that up in a way to shoot yourself in an area where it's going to be fatal. Um, and, uh, a a 22 is an extremely lethal gun. A lot of people take that gun lightly and it's nothing to mess around with. A 22 is a very lethal, very lethal bullet. However, uh, there is a greater chance with with a twenty two that you could end up maiming right. yourself. Yeah, you could end up being brain dead the rest of your life, uh, or or yeah, or 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 just hurt very badly. Yeah, which, yeah. It, which is um, you know, depending on on how badly you are maimed, could be a fate worse than death. Um, and uh, so I I just don't know. Um, um. What happened there? That's just uh, really strange. And he had, 
what they're calling diversionary devices, which I'm guessing were like things like fireworks and firecrackers and stuff uh, that he was going to apparently toss out to uh, confuse everybody. And uh, while he opened fire. So uh, that's just a really strange case down there. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, in closing here that uh, the, the priority should be securing these schools. And I don't care how you do it with metal detectors or tighter, tighter security, letting the, the teachers uh, arm themselves if they so, if they so choose. Um, and, and I'm all for reasonable uh, restrictions on the public in terms of, uh, of how guns can be bought and stuff. Um, and there's arguments against that, too. Let's say, for example, Shane, somebody threatens your life and you need to go out and buy a gun and you get put on a waiting period. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, so I mean, I mean uh, there's arguments against that, too, uh, depending on what it is. 30 days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, depending on. Uh, uh, well, a lot of women with with these nutcase ex-husbands want to go oh, out and I buy know. a gun and they're, and they're told they have to go on a waiting period. In the meantime, this guy, you know, is is making all kinds of threats against them and, he, and nobody. And, they, and that's another that's, thing. Yeah, too. yeah, that's another argument you can have. You we, can say you shouldn't have guns at all. Well, how about the wives that, you know, have ex-husbands that are crazy? They ain't oh, yeah. And, 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 and I'll tell you, I think that the right to defend your home is paramount. I, I don't want that to be infringed at all, because I'll tell you, the only thing that's keeping somebody out of your house is the fact that they could get killed if they come in there. It's not yeah. because they're afraid of the police. So, um, you know, th- there's arguments on both sides. I don't know why do we we can't have a wider discussion and come up with some reasonable things. Um, you know, like you said about the assault rifles and all that. I don't, I don't want people to listen to this and think, oh, I'm all about assault rifles because that's not the case at all. I, I just I, I think well, everything should be on the table. We should be able to talk about some things yeah. without, uh, you know, without having these uh, polarizing conversations and uh, – uh, you know, get, get some reasonable measures in place to, to protect these schools. I don't know what it is about the schools all of a sudden. When I was younger, it was the post offices. That's where the term going postal came from. Yeah. And uh, now it's become the schools. But anyway, yeah. I know we're getting close on time. But yeah, anyway, it's that's time our, to go. Yeah, we that's our program for today. Seconds. All right. Well, y'all have a good weekend. We'll be back Monday night at 10 o'clock. And with that being said, hope you enjoyed it. Peace out. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him, always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. 